Okay, we're back in with Jacob. We all in? Huh, that's weird. All right, here we go. It wouldn't, be, right. it wouldn't be here in their sports podcast <laughs> without at least three tries to start the report. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was my fault. I was like, what is taking so long? I was scrolling through Instagram, but I had the text muted. So there we go. All right, it's all good. We're here with Jacob, Sammy's friend from yes. San Diego State University. Very special right. guest today. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited to be Thanks, on dude. here and talk Thanks some sports. On. Yeah, we, uh, so today I think we're going to hit on you know, the NFL draft, one of the few kind of sports events that's coming up pretty soon uh, here in a couple of weeks, probably go through some power rankings and then talk some NBA. So where do you guys want to start? Jeez, I, I, don't, I don't know. What, what are you thinking? Jacob, your pick. Well, I say we start with the virtual NFL draft this All year. All right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be pretty crazy. Um, you know, I heard I heard that Madden is, like, making uh, replicas or, like, digital replicas of, of each player. Really? So that, that's that's going to be kind of nuts. But, yeah, how do you think uh, – what do you think about all the teams kind of talking about if they got hacked or, like, you know, complaining about how it's still going on? What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean – I don't know if you can. I, I don't know if you can complain about it still going on. I mean, you you have to move forward with some kind of a draft. It feels like to me, and I I don't know if postponing it would be the best option. So, as far as hacked, I mean, I think people know if if a uh, if a uh, some sort of projected undrafted player gets taken instead of Joe Burrow by the yeah. Bengals, it might be a bit <laughs> suspect, yeah. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is going to be interesting. It's something we've never seen before, so I, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, what about you, Jacob? Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there could be some hiccups along the way, but at the end of the day, all you know, every every team is going to have to, you know, adapt to what's happening. So, and you know, every team they got they got guys that they got some pretty smart technology people. So I think it'll be fine. It'll be interesting. Won't be the same as getting your jersey in person and shaking the commissioner's right. hand, but you know what? It's better than nothing, I guess, at this point. Right. It's like, you know, the, the, the owner is kind of complaining about having it. Like, I don't get that. I mean, I, you know, you've had months to prepare for this. This is not like this happened. You couldn't have the combine. You couldn't meet with guys, stuff like that. Then I might understand. It's like, okay, well, we don't really get a up-close personal. But they've had the combine. They've had most of their pre-workouts. The stuff that we that they haven't really been able to do is the workouts at, um, like, the, the pro workouts, the personal ones where, like, you know, you go to Oklahoma to see Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb, and you're not seeing anything there that you haven't already seen on tape or met with interviews. They're going to look great because they're throwing with their own quarterbacks, their own receivers, they're in their own facility. Um, so, so, you know, postponing the draft, I don't really know what that does, especially when, you know, it, I mean, you don't really need a crowd. I mean, obviously you'd like one, but yeah. it's not like that That really right. matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I mean, obviously the – postponement of some sports but after something where it seems like it it can be conducted you know virtually and it it could go fairly smoothly it could not i i don't know but we'll have to see yeah i mean it's you know obviously it's pretty unprecedented times right now but i mean it's not yeah i mean the hacking thing (laughs) i I feel like that's just you know them wanting to get the ravens trying to get a story in the news but you know (laughs) i mean then again if if russia can supposedly hack our (laughs) yeah yeah never know now hopefully Russia. (laughs) um so what do you guys uh you know the draft's coming up pretty close um you know a lot of of rumors flying around what do you guys think about like what what are you looking forward to what team 
Well, what spot in the draft do you think is going to get real interesting? We think a team could trade out the quarterbacks. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, I, I think I I think the do you guys think the Dolphins are going to aggressively pursue Tua? I think that that is what a lot of other sort of butterfly effect falls in behind that decision. Yeah, I think positions one through five could get interesting because, like you said, I mean, right now a lot of people have obviously Tua projected at five, but I mean you hear some some rumors about maybe the Dolphins trading with the Bengals for the one pick and getting Burrow maybe, and I don't know. And Isaiah Simmons had such a good combine that maybe he could move into the top five and, and take over the third spot where Jeff Okuda's been projected. I don't know. I think that top five could get really, really interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, I know, I know Jacob, you're a huge Ohio State guy, and obviously Chase Young and Jeff Okuda. I, uh, it gets really interesting. I mean, one, you're thinking outside of a trade is going to be Burrow, but yeah. And probably the Redskins are going with Chase Young, but who knows? Maybe they go to him. Maybe they go somebody that they, they don't believe in Haskins. Um, but, yeah, the Lions, I think, and the Giants are where it gets really interesting because you have, you know, the, obviously the Dolphins sitting at five and the Chargers at six who both need quarterbacks. And so yeah. it's almost like a race to see who can get up there. And, you know, the Lions, uh, you know, they got, they, got, they got Stafford. I think the Lions actually have a talented team. They dealt with a lot of injuries last year. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they move back and, you know, try to acquire a bunch of picks. But, you know, in, I know, Ethan, your Giants, what are you thinking like that? You think Isaiah Simmons, is that who you want, or do you I trade did. back? Yeah, no, I've been thinking Isaiah Simmons. I think that um, besides Chase Young, he's the best defensive player on the board. And I think that especially, you know, like we mentioned in our last podcast, the Giants have been kind of loading up on the defense a little bit. And if they get Isaiah Simmons, too, who's, again, in my mm-hmm. opinion, the second best defensive player in the draft, they could maybe be decent mm-hmm. on defense this year. And, and even decent at this point is miles ahead of where they've been recently on defense. Yeah, so. and, and with Isaiah Simmons, it's pretty cool because, you know, he's like baseball's five-tool player. You can put him, I mean, kind of wherever you want. I right. mean, he's listed right. as a linebacker slash safety, so you can kind of play him wherever you want, which is, is – a nice luxury to have yeah. because you can fill him in holes that maybe, you know, you need improvement in. So he's definitely an interesting player. Yeah. Year. And the giants are an interesting well, team because I mean, you know, Daniel Jones looks like he's going to be promising. I mean, I know he struggled. You know, there were times up and down last year, but he looks yeah. like he's going to be a good player. And you know, the, 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 you know, you got Saquon obviously and all, and all these kind of coming around. Like you said, the defense is always kind of the spot where it's like, there's kind of holes everywhere. So getting a player like Isaiah Simmons, like you were saying, Jacob, that can just play wherever, um, you know, where, where the Giants do need some help. I, I like they got James Bradbury at corner. I think that was a really smart get by them uh, to, to get Isaiah Simmons and Lily by just playing, playing with safety, uh, linebacker, yeah. outside linebacker in corner if you want to. Um, but, you know, th- that would just be a smart play for, for, for the Giants defense. But, you know, I guess a guy like Okuda could be interesting too. But, you know, if the Giants get a huge offer from the Chargers, say, I mean, it would yeah. be smart to move back too and, you know, get a ton of, a ton of picks. Right. And, uh, well, and – I, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed if the Giants did move back or even just in the second or third round. I wouldn't necessarily be opposed if a quarterback falls like Justin Herbert yeah. or Jake Fromm. Yeah. Take a guy like that. Be Listen, like Daniel Jones was good last year, and I think he'll be pretty good. But I, I don't know if he's going to be great. And you like you might as well take another quarterback if that situation presents itself. And then you have two promising young quarterbacks on yeah. your team. And we know that the first pick, uh, the the fifth pick, and the sixth pick, they're pretty much all going quarterback. Right. So, like you said, right. it's not like 
those teams might take an Isaiah Simmons away from the Giants or Jeff Okuda right. if he goes to the Lions. So, yeah, I think that'd be interesting and for the for the Giants. And talk about holes. I mean, think about Detroit. They they just traded, you know, both of their cornerbacks away. So, yeah, I think that's right. why it's almost a no-brainer that they'll pick Okuda because, you know, they just clean the house when it comes to the cornerback position. Yeah, right. I see. I see. What you, I, I like that about the Giants. You know, they can take a quarterback. I see that a lot with the Redskins. I think a guy like like say I think Jordan Love's going to go high, but say yeah, like a Jordan Love, a Herbert, one of these guys, mm-hmm. maybe even a Hurts, who's not supposed to go in the first round, but you know has some talent. Yeah. I could see them taking him and letting him, you know, just to kind of push Haskins a little bit and yeah. make sure you know what, see see what you got there. And don't rule out the Lions. I mean, what if the Lions take a quarterback? What if they've been quiet this whole time? I mean, Stafford is a great player, but he has dealt with some injury history. He has a mm-hmm. huge contract. I mean, you could get a haul for Stafford. So, I mean, maybe maybe they shake up the draft and go to I don't think that's going to happen. But, um, you know, there's even, like, there's just so many teams that, like, you think they know what they're going to do, but it's not like previous drafts where it's like, you know, the first three are kind of set and yeah. it starts at four. You know, it's really – it really Let, starts let's, immediately. Let's, what do you think – obviously, if the Bengals somehow, someway don't take Joe yeah. Burrow – for whatever reason, maybe you know, maybe his hands are too small, or that's <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. yeah. But let's just imagine. What, what do you think the percent chance is that the Bengals don't take Joe Burrow and absolute chaos ensues? Down uh, the percent chance probably less than ten. I mean, is it not the perfect fit? He he played. He grew up, you know, an hour away from Cincinnati, and yeah, those hands might be too small, but. They threw for almost six thousand <laughs> yards and sixty touchdowns. Yeah, right, so I'll right. take those hands any day of the week if if that's what they're right. going to produce. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jacob. I think I think under ten percent. I think the only way they don't pick Burrow is if some team, yeah, like the, the Dolphins, come up and say, you know, they have three first round picks. Say they say, yeah, exactly. you know, we're going to give you two first round picks and one next year and a second. I mean, like, unless they give a huge amount of picks, I could see them being like, all right, screw it, we'll take Tua. Um, you know, in you know, there has been some rumors of Joe maybe not wanting to be a Bengal. I don't think that would be enough to sway them because um, yeah. he's going to be the first pick. But I could see if a team, you know, comes along with a huge offer, considering that Joe hasn't, you know, been seen to be the most eager to be a Bengal, um, uh, you know, then possibly be like, all right, we'll, we'll you know, we'll, we'll trade back. But I well, doubt it. The Bengals get so much crap from the media. If they somehow screw this up and don't take Burrow, I mean, they are going to be – everyone in that organization is going to be fired by the owner, um, and they'll be cleaning house in Cincinnati. So you hope for Cincinnati fans they might get a quarterback every once in a while. Well, let me ask, how much would it take for someone to take Joe Burrow away from the Bengals? How much? How many picks? How big of an offer would it take to sway the Bengals into giving up that pick? Just from anyone, or from the Dolphins in general? Well, we we didn't say the Dolphins in particular. Yeah, like, what would the Bengals need in order to? Get I think pick? it's kind of what you said. All three picks they have number five, eighteen, and twenty six. If it wasn't all three of those, it'd probably be have. It'd probably have to be the number five and eighteen, and maybe, I don't know, maybe a, a player as well. But man, that would be that would be really interesting to give three first-round picks for Joe Burrow just to move up a couple positions and then the Bengals fall back and, you know, take Tua instead. You know, that would be that would be a right. win for the Bengals, in my opinion. If you could get all those yeah. picks and Tua, how about that? I really agree with that. Well, oh, yeah. you, you take it even. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think it depends how big of a drop-off you think there is yeah. between Joe Burrow and the other quarterback prospects. I mean, you look at it, Joe Burrow was – 
you know, clearly the Heisman winner, 60 touchdowns, 15-0 and at LSU, beat Bama, toppled Clemson. And then next down the line is Tua, who had injury concerns, but we all know how great of a quarterback Tua can be. And then I think we would agree after that there's a fairly significant drop-off into guys like Love and yeah. Herbert. But I, I think it depends on how big you think that drop-off between Burrow and Tua. Yeah, I, I think especially for a team like the Bengals where – they have holes everywhere. I mean, their defense is n- not good. It's the worst <laughs> in the NFL. It's, I mean, literally outside of Geno Atkins, right. they don't have much talent. Um, and so a team like that, I, if, if if I was running the Bengals and I got in Miami wanted to jump up, I would do it because yeah. you need you need selections. You need you, – I mean, you could easily get, you know, four first-round picks over the next two That's, years and yeah. in seconds, whatever, for it. And then, like you said, I mean, if Tua – if you take away Tua's medical – you know, I mean, if you could argue that Tua is a better player than Joe Burrow. Yeah, Burke. exactly. Now, obviously, right. right. So, I mean, if you if you think like, hey, we're not sold on Burrow, Burrow's not exactly sold on us. Hey, let's trade back, get a bunch of picks, and then you know, even if Tua's not there, a Love, a Herbert. Obviously, there's a significant drop off between between Burrow and right. Herbert. But yeah. but you know, considering that there's a good quarterback class this year, you can find some depth and gain a lot of selections and and let some other team deal with Joe Burrow. You yeah. know, imagine trading if you're the Bengals trading. Uh, from one to five, getting three first round picks, and there's you know there's a pretty high chance that the Redskins and the uh, Lions and the Giants aren't going to take Tua. You fall back from one to five, add three first round picks, and get Tua. I mean, like you said, I mean, you know Joe Burrow, obviously one of probably the best passing year in college football history. I mean, he's a great talent, but. If right. you could get four guys, including Tua, right. for one guy, yeah. I mean, could be hard to pass up. Very hard to pass up. And you know, people people are forgetting about the Chargers. You hear that, you know, everyone. I, I mean, Jacob and I got to deal with these Charger fans every day. Then you're spared from it. But you know, hearing about how Tyrod Taylor is the second coming of Jesus Christ is a little much. But yeah, but you know, Tyrod. It's like you know, Tyrod's Ty, Tyrod's a good player. He's been overlooked a little bit. But the Chargers, you know. They're they're fronting like Tyrod's their guy, but do not be surprised if when they take a quarterback on oh. draft day or they trade up, you know, and and, right. and it's going to be an open quarterback competition between say, I, uh, uh, you know, yeah, you go. Well, I just think it's for certain that the Chargers pick. It's just whether they they pick uh, Herbert or Love. Um, yeah, I mean, who do I think is better between the two? I don't know. That's a great point. That's a great comparison. I mean, I think they're graded pretty similarly too, but. It's you know Jordan's love. Uh, Jordan loves arms. What everyone loves, and I don't know. I feel like maybe someone's arm is a little risky to fall in love with to pick them that high just because of their arm. But I mean, I don't think there's. A, I don't think if you pick Herbert or Jordan Love, I don't really think there's a bad, a bad player right. between those two to compete. Yeah, with Jordan. Jordan Love kind of has that. He has that Mahomes feel on drafting. Yeah, like he has that. Like I remember Mahomes. It was like. Oh, he's got a huge arm, best arm in the class. But you know, he makes a lot of bad mistakes. Footwork's bad. Uh, play on a bad Texas Tech team and a losing record. It's like kind of the same with with uh, Jordan Love. Kind of the same with Josh Allen. It's kind of that small school t- t- team. And you know, they got the, the, a lot of the talent. You just you don't know if you're going to take them that high. Like yeah. you know, obviously Mahomes and I, I like Josh Allen as well. But uh, Mahomes is another level. But um, <laughs> I, I like Jordan Love. I, I like Justin Herbert too. I think Justin Herbert gets a little. Uh, over he gets killed a lot out of most prospects. I don't really know why. Like Herbert gets a lot of yeah. a lot of shit, frankly, for like being a pretty good player. Um, but but who, who would you guys pick if you if you were the Chargers or, or the Dolphins? Ooh. If you're the Chargers and you had Love or Herbert, who would you guys take? 
I, I mean, I, I think to be honest, I think I would take Herbert, and that that could just be because I, I've yeah. seen him more as a Washington fan, and you know the Oregon games are always on. But so yeah, I mean that plays yeah. into it a lot, and maybe even for scouts that has a little inherent bias too that Oregon's just more of a brand name school. But I mean, Justin Herbert can make some really nice throws into tight windows. He his mm-hmm. arm isn't chump change e- either. And he's tall, and what's underrated him about, I think, is his mobility. You know, he, he's pretty active with his legs, and he won the Rose Bowl with Oregon. Personal preference, I would take mm-hmm. Herbert. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great point. I mean, it's funny because last year, the beginning of college football, it's like, all right, Justin Herbert's coming back. He could, you know, he's, he's the first – he's the number one overall pick next year. And that – in a Heisman finalist, you know, we expect him to be in New York and – he didn't have a bad season or anything these last past, you know, couple of years. But, um, you know, what's so bad about a guy who he threw 3,500 yards last year, 32 touchdowns. I mean, Oregon was an interesting team last year because, you know, they they won obviously a lot of games. Like you said, they won the Rose Bowl. But their offense wasn't putting right. up, I guess, and not – I don't want to say enough points. Defense. But for the type of caliber defenses they played in the Pac-12 and how the Pac-12 beat up on each other, you know, they didn't – they didn't average a lot of points, but you know, I think I would I would go with Herbert too if I if I were the Chargers. Yeah, it's it's funny too. Like Herbert, I mean, you take a guy like Burrow, right? He's got great receivers, Justin Jefferson. They got a great you know three there. Yeah, you, you have Tua who has you know Rugs, Judy, um, the other guy's playing into my name. He's coming Waddle. back, but the other guy, yeah, Waddle, yeah. Oh, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you're having, literally like four NFL players in the next two years. I mean, you could make an argument that Herbert's not those guys. That's but, true. That's true. But he didn't play with the same caliber uh, receivers that two or Joe did. And it'd be, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what he does with those kind of receivers, especially, you know, in the PAC 12, you know, uh, Ethan and I are big, you know, obviously Washington. Yeah. Yep. The PAC 12, like it wasn't like the elite of the elite last year, but there were a lot of right. good teams in the PAC 12. And like you said, like they beat up on each other. Yeah. So uh, you you wonder if you know if you could I mean obviously you're making all these things up but if you could put the receivers from Alabama say with Herbert how what right. the, what the difference well, would be on that note yeah. of receivers and this is an absolutely awful transition but um, Brandon Cooks <laughs> traded from the Rams to the Texans <laughs> big blockbuster trade that just happened moments before this so how are we feeling about that trade. Well, it certainly makes sense after getting rid of Hopkins, right? I mean, you put a – you know, Brandon Cooks didn't have, you know, have a great year last year. But, you know, he uh, – I feel like he'll work – a speedy receiver, he'll work pretty well with uh, Deshaun Watson. But, man, it just seems like, especially on the offensive side of the, of, that, of the Texans, that it just in – just the inside feel of that franchise seems kind of right. weird right now. You know, a lot of people are kind of bad-mouthing – Bill O'Brien. So we'll see how it goes, but you know what? It's almost one of those things where maybe they didn't have a choice. They needed they needed an established receiver and they got Brandon right. Cooks. I mean, yeah, I mean any other circumstance I'd be like, "Oh, they got Brandon Cooks." Yep. But you know, you know what they could have had? They could have had DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Cooks. Exactly. Been disgusting. Yep. Um, you know, it's like I just don't get Bill O'Brien makes no sense to me. I, literally you go back a couple months, it was kind of shaping up like you know, it was going to be Mahomes Hill versus Watson for in D Hop for years to come, and that was kind of going to be like the two receiver quarterback duo that you were kind of like, oh, like they're both in the AFC, both going to meet up a lot. And you know, you just you dump D Hop, 
for David Johnson, who's a good player. He's better than Carlos Hyde, but he's not, you know, David Johnson's not what we thought he was going to be earlier in his career. And I mean, Brandon Cook, Brandon Cooks is nice, but I mean, he's not D hop. So it's like, no, he's not. you didn't really get better and you just lost in, you know, maybe the best receiver in the league. I don't like what Bill, Bill O'Brien's doing. I think Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's head must be spinning right now. Like, like what? <laughs> I mean, what? Yep. Um, I, I just, I don't think they improved. I think they got worse. So I, I don't know what they think that, you know, by, I guess maybe the cost of DeAndre Hopkins, but you just took on David Johnson's contract. So I don't really understand the whole, you know, cap reasons. Yeah. And a side note real quick, they traded him for the uh, 57th pick That's in this bad. year, this year's draft in a 2022 fourth rounder. So yeah, I mean, what a return! A top on that. sixty right, pick, right? No, it's not. Yeah, I. Yeah. So well, I just, oh, to yeah, me, it just feels quite frankly just sad. I mean, you get rid of who's arguably the best receiver in the NFL when you were you were up what twenty four to zero on the Super Bowl champions in the divisional yeah. round. You had a legitimate yep. shot to go yep. to the Super Bowl if you could hold on to a twenty four point lead and then beat your in division opponent you have one of the best young quarterbacks in the league you get rid of maybe the best receiver in the league and you you replace him with brandon cooks who's nothing short of serviceable i don't know to me it just feels like just kind of a pathetic move to be completely honest yeah yeah it's like it doesn't make sense i mean you know you're right they got all my chiefs they got 24 to 0 and they ended up scoring 31 points in the game so it was not the it was not the offense's fault that the Chiefs scored 51, 51 points on them. Okay, so so you you just like you're not working on the problem, which is the defense, and you just got worse on offense. So I don't understand how blaming DeAndre Hopkins for that is is somehow you know going to make you better. But I mean, I guess if you're a Cardinal fan, I mean, yeah. you you got some talent down there. In Arizona. I know, seriously. Of course, we don't know what's you know what really right. happened in terms of the Hopkins thing we can read as much as we want but right. that trading uh I guess you call them generational talent I mean geez but trading someone to that caliber for what we've kind of been reading it, there's something else that kind of probably right. happened that we don't know about but like you said good for Arizona how do we feel about um, um, how, how do we feel our, about Cam Newton real quick just kind of out of the game but oh I mean, Sammy, how do you feel? Um, yeah, I mean, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. I didn't want to play under Matt Rule. I mean, like the I don't I think the Panthers are going to be great this year. Um, and they got McCaffrey and Teddy Bridgewater's all right, but you know they're going to finish last in that division. I mean, Cam Newton now. I understand that obviously the coronavirus and you can't really do the medical, and that's kind of a big thing with Cam because of injury history, but. Um, you know, if you're if you're a team like the Chargers, and I don't like the Chargers, but if you're a team like the Chargers, you're you're pick number six. You have a very talented roster, and I mean Cam Newton's out there. What if you use that pick on something else? I mean, or you trade it back? Like, there's teams out there. Like, I mean, say Miami. I mean, like if you just thought about that, like if I was Miami, I'd draft a quarterback. But there's so many teams, New England. There's a lot of options out there where, like, if a team in this draft doesn't get the quarterback that they wanted, I think he'll sign after the draft. Um, they're they're going to take him. And, you know, he's a really good player. Let's yeah. not forget a couple years ago he won the MVP. Yeah. Um, and, and even before he got hurt this year, he was playing well. And then he got hurt. So it's like the ship out of town in Carolina because Kyle Allen played a few good games. Then you signed Teddy Bridgewater to, to a big deal. doesn't make sense to me. 
you know, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm excited and going to go somewhere where I actually have receivers. Carolina never took care of him in the receiver game. They got him to Caffrey, but he's a running back. They never took care of him like that. If, if I'm Cam Newton, I'm going to go to a place that has some good, good weapons to show that, you know, I can be what I once was. Yeah, they uh, Rappaport, Ian Rappaport tweeted a couple days ago and said uh, that they, the Panthers, tried to send Cam Newton to either the Bears or the Chargers, but, the, but neither of the teams, you know, there were no takers, but I don't know what you know. We saw that edit online of Cam Newton in the Patriots uniform. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know if Cam Newton necessarily fits the system, but you know, with with that track record, I feel like it's you know, if he got an offer that he would, you know, he would like, that's an interesting offer to turn down just because you know they win, and it's not just because they had Tom Brady that they win. It's it really is the way but, that they carry themselves as a franchise, the Patriot way. I mean, it's a real thing. So I don't know. That would be interesting. What what about Bill Belichick having Cam Newton as a quarterback? I know that. Be... I mean, what yeah. I, like, I personally think that Cam Newton is still a, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, and, and if he does go to a team like the Patriots, I, watch out. You know, I mean, I I, I can't imagine that. You know, Tom Brady, obviously the greatest quarterback of all time, but it's hard for me to imagine that Cam Newton would be much worse, if not better, yeah. this season than Tom Brady was last season with the Patriots. And that's a Patriots team that still won the division and made the playoffs. So if the Patriots plug in one of these guys that is kind of an established quarterback in the league, nonetheless an MVP quarterback a few seasons ago in Cam Newton, they would probably be my pick to win the AFC East again. Yeah, well, and speaking of the Patriots, uh, I don't know if you guys heard it, but um, Brady was on Stern yesterday and did a great interview. It was like two hours, um, but he went into depth on it. And who do you think, Belichick or Brady, is going to win in the short term or the long term? Like, who do you think is going to have more success after the divorce? Well, personally, I think it's much easier for the quarterback to go somewhere else that's established, especially a coach like Bruce Arians. I mean, he's a great coach, right? right? It's more. It's hard. I think it's easier for Brady to go there and win with the guys that he has around him than it is for Belichick to not ha- not even have you know, even close to the caliber quarterback that he had three weeks ago, and say, all right, do I want to get Cam Newton? Do I want to draft a guy? You know, we kind of we're kind of gonna have to start over at the quarterback position, sort of thing. So I think it's easier for Brady for sure. But I mean, you obviously can't count Belichick out for basically anything. Yeah, I I think in the short term it's gonna look better for Brady when he had you know I think he's going to probably put up a 4,000 yard season throwing to these guys like Godwin and Evans and this Buccaneers offense Bruce Arian Arians as head coach uh but at the end of the day I would still probably peg the Buccaneers at eight and eight maybe nine and seven right now right on the fringe of the seventh uh playoff spot so you know, I, I think short term it'll look like Brady, but in the long term, I don't know if the Buccaneers yeah. have too much success. It it might remind you of that kind of that that Cleveland Browns hype from yeah. last year, right? Yeah. I mean, how how good of a you know how good of a bet would that have made to 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 put to pick the Browns under their win total because their win total was you know super super high for a team that you know, Browns, right? isn't yeah. used to winning. I think it that's it's kind of similar to yeah. that situation, you right? Know? I mean, last year at one point they were literally when they got Odell, 
everyone's like brown super bowl it's like <laughs> calm yep. down i mean that is uh, insane the fact that team has not made exactly. the playoffs in 2002 you can't go from six wins to a super in... bowl because of a receiver okay right right exactly i'm sorry then why didn't odell do that in new york because odell's a problem you know i mean that, that, that it's why and I mean, the 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 Buccaneers. I, I think I agree with you guys. He's going to have more success in the short term. I think I think Belichick might win it two years down the road. Brady says he wants to play five more years. That's not going to happen right. in my book. I mean, you already see the deterioration kind of coming down. But I mean, look at the schedule for the Bucks. They got to play the New Orleans twice. They play Minnesota. They play Green Bay. They play Atlanta twice. They play the Chiefs. They play the Chargers. They play the. I mean, like the, the Chicago. They they play a pretty tough yeah. schedule. So I, I I do think I agree with what you said, Ethan. I think they're going to be a fringe team. I think the seventeen playoff is going to help them because I think they'll squeeze in at that seven spot, six or seven spot. But I mean, you're in a tough division now. It's like Brady. It's like it's really on you now yeah. because you played in a cakewalk division for mm-hmm. years and you've 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 went six and zero or at least five and one because they always had that you know that blow up with the Dolphins in Miami every year. But uh, it's like you always you know. Stomp your division. Now you got a real division. Now you got to play, uh, you know, the Saints and, and, and the um, uh, Falcons and, and Panthers and stuff. It, it's it's really why I think he avoided the Chargers. It's like he doesn't want to deal with Mahomes <laughs> twice a year. And even the Raiders are upcoming. The the, yeah. the Broncos. It's like if we're gonna see how much you know how you can do without getting that home field sure. advantage every Which year. Which uniforms so do we like that. better, the the Bucks or the Falcons? Oh, the yeah. Buccaneers for sure. I just I don't know I, I yeah, love Falcons that little, uh... silver um I don't even know what color that would be called but that silver kind of brownish color yeah, I don't even yeah, know what yeah. color it is but and they changed the helmets a little bit and hopefully hopefully the NFL is going to get rid of the one shell rule the the helmet rule you know yeah I think that's terrible because yeah. there have been so many cool throwback uh, uniforms that you know haven't happened recently because right. that rule that has no place to be. They need to bring the color rush back. Those unis were so cool. Some, yeah, like some of them were. Some of them were you know, there's some pretty questionable yeah. ones, some, but yeah, like some some of the the pure color, like I thought the Rams unis yeah. were really cool. I always really liked those. I I know everyone kills the Rams new logo, but I kind of like it. I, well, I don't know why. Like I, you know, they're not. Yeah, they're not moving forward with it. Did, did you hear about that? Oh no! Yeah, I didn't the, hear about this. The, uh, I don't know. Probably wasn't GM. Was it owner or something? He's like, "Yeah, we're we're not going to go go forward with it." Uh, I guess all you got to do is post something on Twitter and see what happens, and then you got your answer. And the, the Rams had to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Post on Instagram. I, I don't know who went through for their whole rebranding. They deleted every single post on Instagram. And well, remember, remember when the <laughs> the LA Chargers did that same thing and. It was like the LA logo and like literally the Dodgers logo and the A had like little lightning bolt. People are like, "You've got yeah. to be kidding me!" Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know the Chargers mess up their logo. Was told to go through, scroll through, and delete every single one of the Rams posts. But <laughs> they better I know, know right? GM or something for for deleting all those posts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, won't even... I don't like. And the Chargers, I, I, I love the the old – the San Diego bolt was so cool. Like, I thought that was a great the, – the helmet was great, yeah. the white helmet oh, with yeah. the bolt on the side. I thought that was a great – it was classic yeah. uniform. And now it's like – I don't know. And, and I don't the, yellow hel- the yellow uh, – the face mask that they implemented, I mean, those are some clean jerseys. Yeah. Now, what about they, – they make those powder blue alternatives. What if they make those their, their you know, those are nice. primaries those are instead nice. of the navy? Yeah, those, I like those. those are, yeah. Well – Yeah. Well, okay. well, so, what were you gonna say? 
<laughs> no, I was just, I was just, <laughs> I was just gonna say, guys, we're doing this in three separate locations. Uh, coronavirus. So just so we let our, our millions of <laughs> listeners know. Yep. But um, uh, what what team? You know, I, we might be getting a, a bon out here, but what team? Or name a couple t- two teams that you think that really improved between free agency and like coming up to the draft. What do you think improved the most outside of maybe? I mean, the Bucks obviously they got Brady, but there's a couple teams that you know. Really well, improved. I mean, I, I told you this about this last time. Obviously, I'm biased, but I, I really do think the Giants, and e- even if, you know, just adding James Bradbury and Blake Martinez, first of all, even if their defense is just somewhat sustainable this season, which Blake Martinez led the league in tackles a few years ago, and James Bradbury, one of the more underrated corners in the league, even if it's just a serviceable defense, it's a huge improvement from last season. And then also the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Jacob? Well, uh, you know, oh, we, yeah. we just kind of talked about them um, in uh, in the Cardinals. I mean, they got DeAndre Hopkins, right? And I think more importantly, they got rid of that David Johnson contract right. that they signed. Yeah. I think that's going to be good yeah. for them in the coming years, especially because did he did he how many games did he play last year? One or two? Or did he play any yeah. games last year? I can't remember. Did he play? He played because of that oh, wrist yeah. injury. It was like one or two. Yeah, I think that was really good uh, to get rid of that contract. I but great too, I mean, right? hey, is... yeah, they did. Yeah. Yep, they get they got him back. Yeah, so they're gonna have a nice offense down there. I mean, D Hop. They have a bunch of young receivers from last year uh, that are kind of burners to go with D Hop. D Hop can teach them, and then yeah, Kenny and Drake. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I, I like a, my team. One team I really like is uh, the Dolphins. I thought they had a really nice free agency. They got, like, Kyle Van Noy. I know they're just taking a lot of the Patriots, but <laughs> Kyle Van Noy, and they got Byron Jones. They're really, like, two of the defense. Shaq Lawson, too. And with yeah. all the cap. Yeah, Shaq Lawson. They Even um, Emmanuel Ogba from the Chiefs, who was a pretty nice pretty nice player for us until he got hurt in, like, week 12 or something. Uh, like, like they added some really nice additions without, like, breaking the bank completely. I know Byron Jones yeah, played a lot. But yeah. they had a ton of cap space, and, and they have a ton of draft capital. So, I really – I mean, the Dolphins – the first game last year when they got blown out by the Ravens, I was like, it was just the worst team ever. And then they ended up winning five games and helping the Chiefs get to the two huh. seeds. It's like the Dolphins are not a bad team. Like, like, are they, like they're really improving. They got all this draft capital. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch next yeah. year. Yeah. Young and, and hungry. Yeah, I, I would agree, especially with most likely right. Tua. Right. I, uh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're at about 35 minutes here. I, I was going to real quick just – I have no good transition for this at all, but unless anyone had anything more to add on the NFL real quick, I was going to touch in on the state of the NBA really quickly. Um, and Go for in it. In all yep. likelihood, not to be you know pessimistic, but it, in all likelihood, the NBA season as we know it is over. Um, and I wanted to ask Sammy in particular, as a Lakers fan, I mean, LeBron James is 35. They have a ton of expired contracts going into this offseason, you know, and they were the one seed in the West, I believe, at the time of this hiatus. So I want to ask you in particular if you feel like you're being – like the Lakers are affected more than the average team by this. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Like, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it comes back. Um, I, there's some po- more positive news recently. A couple days ago, the Winhor said they were, you know – uh, working in the contract to cancel the season. But I, I liked what I saw the Adam Silver interview. He sounded like there was maybe a possibility of possibly June or something. But, you know, praying, hopefully something turns around. But, yeah, I mean, LeBron is getting up there in age. He's, he's 35 right now. 
I think this ensures in a weird way that AD's coming back. I thought he always was coming back. He wanted mm-hmm. to be a Laker. But, like, I don't think there's any way you can leave a team. When you literally right. didn't finish the season, you were the number one team in the West. You were arguably the number one favorite to win the title. You could argue the Clippers. You could argue the Bucks. Right. Whatever you want. You were top three. Um, but, you know, it, it, it does suck because you did have a lot of guys on, on one-year contracts. It, it, it's, like, it was cool to see, like, even Dwight Howard yeah. resurrecting his career with the, with the Lakers in – Danny Green was having a nice year. Avery Bradley. Uh, I mean, Alex Crusoe is balling out like usual. And, it, and Kuzma, it, it's kind of a bummer. Um, I, I hope it comes back. It was It was just like – it was such – like, how could this happen this yep. year? I mean, Kobe uh, – 2020 has been horrible. Coronavirus, Kobe passed away. With Iran. Um, <laughs> right, right. Just open up the air. We thought we were going to war. Maybe yeah. About this. Um, but it's like – you know, and if this NBA season was poised to be like you have the Lakers, the Clippers, the Battle yeah. of LA. You even have teams like the Rockets, the Bucks. It was, a it was a fun year because you didn't know. It wasn't the Warriors where it's like we're just you know they're the favorite. Everyone else is trying to get at them. There was there were there were three or four teams that you could make yeah. a legitimate argument. They're the favorite to win this thing, and I hope I hope there's some way they could finish it because I feel like it'd be it, people need it. Um, it'd be a great like uplifter, and and it, it, it I think it'd be and, you know, so rating. I mean, yeah. I've been I've been salty at the NBA since I was about five years old. I criticize it every year as a you know as a <laughs> Seattle native, but I'll admit, I mean, now that it's gone, I kind of miss the NBA. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, and you, as, mi- you miss yeah, yeah. yeah. and as yeah. as much right. as I as much as I criticize LeBron. I, I have to kind of feel bad for LeBron. I mean, first, he has to go up against arguably the greatest lineup in NBA history twice in the finals. And now in one of his maybe last ch- best chances to win a finals, there's a global pandemic mm-hmm. preventing him from catching MJ. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of those what ifs that I feel like a lot of guys have in their career. You know, what if MJ didn't go play we'll, we'll baseball? But in terms of the Lakers, I mean, this was basically no. This was the the you know their best year since, in terms of wins, since 2010-11. I mean, they had 49 wins already. Yeah. They had 57 that entire season. When they won the finals, they had 57. So there's all likelihood that they're going to have their best year since they won 65 games in 08-09, and something like this happens. I mean, you you do have. Uh, Jared Dudley and Dwight Howard and Markeith Morris, they all had one-year contracts. And then you have, you know, AD on a player option. Like you said, he's coming back for sure. KCP, which I know a lot of people hope he chooses not to come back. And Rondo, who (laughs) kind of got shuffled out of the lineup. But I don't know. I I agree with what you said about this whole thing. I mean, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think that, like. Well, I just know as what LeBron said, he's like, you know, if there was not an end to this year, there would be no closure over Kobe because you know you know LeBron's been the one guy right. it seems like over anyone that that's really ever played that it's like when he puts his head down and says I'm gonna do this it's right. like he does it and it may not it may not happen the first year or the second year but you know it's just it, it really does think because you know they were I, you know they were the favorites to win to win the the uh, title but I don't know. I think one interesting thing that could happen with this is, you know, we always talk about, especially before this, uh, earlier this year is, oh, you know, the NBA season's too long, all these back uh, back-to-back games. What if you resume the NBA season later on this year in the fall, and then 
you didn't start the new season until like December and you play from December to May or June. Right. So you almost can implement having a shorter schedule because of this. But at this point, we just want basketball and sports back. Who cares when it is and how many games it is? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you said it best. I, I would, I would say that by, by June, we're going to start to see a lot of this cleared up. I don't think that that means we're going to be having thousands of fans all together at the Staples Center. But I, I do think it's uh-huh. going to be at the point where we, we can have – things are going to be opened back up in large amount, and we're going to start having conversations about, well, why can't we just have leagues like the NBA back? But then again, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a politician. So, I mean, my, my guess is as good as anyone's, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know we're, we're getting ready to go here. But, but one thing it's like crazy thing. I mean, what, what was it, a month ago, Jacob? We were at the San yeah. State Tournament. We drove back to Vegas. I mean that that weekend, the Lakers the Lakers kind of knocked this year up until that point was oh they haven't yeah. really won the big and then they, they yeah, lost and then the they Clippers beat the twice Bucks and the Clippers they lost yeah. the, right Bucks and the Clippers in the same weekend um, so it's like I mean the Lakers were I mean they they were they were on fire they were they were killing the league and it was like of course it has to stop right then right after that um, but you know it's just disappointing yeah, because it was really heating up it was like you know if the Lakers lost the Clippers on the time it was like well I mean they are the favorites um, you know they'd beat us three times but that didn't happen so you know I hope they get it finish it out and I'm, I'm really praying that, that you know summer we're, we're gonna have a at least the one good thing that yeah, can come out of this sure. we're gonna have a hell of a summer the only thing that sucks in summer is that. I know you guys love baseball, but I, I'm not a big. I don't love baseball, so there's nothing really to watch. But there could be a gazillion things to watch yeah, in the football no, season. And, yeah, and I know. We're, we're gonna be ready to have fun this summer. I'll tell you that much. I uh, yeah, yes, hundred percent. Stop LeBron. The three things are the the Super Team Warriors, a global pandemic, and JJ Barea and the 2011 Maverick. <laughs> yeah, no, can, I know. Put that put that on someone else's resume. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, but also as a LeBron fan, you know I'm from Ohio. He's the chosen one. I'm so happy for Dirk that he won a title. Yeah. You know, I mean, I feel like I don't know how you score over thirty thousand points, and I don't want to say underrated, underappreciated, but you know that's an awesome. I, I was really happy to see Dirk win that title, especially yeah, now. Sure. In I mean that that 2011 so. Mavericks, that Dirk Nowitzki run in that 2011 playoffs is one of the greatest we've ever seen. By a superstar, I might be. Yeah. Because they beat the Lakers too in the Western Conference playoffs, right? Kobe. It's, yeah, and I mean, LeBron. So. Yes, they great, did. It's a great example of the best right. team doesn't always win, you know? So there you go. Yeah, it's, it's like the Dallas, the Mavericks, you kind of said Dirk kind of always undervalued. It's true. It's, I mean, and Dallas is such a, it's such a football cowboy town that, I mean, like, they love the Mavericks, everything, yeah. but it, it, that, that, that city revolves around yeah. the Cowboys and, and, it's like it is kind of like the Mavericks do sometimes get a little um, uh, undershadowed, and 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 you know D- Dirk has. It's funny for being such a great player, he does get kind of undervalued. Yeah. He doesn't always get talked about as some of the greats, um, even though he he is a great. But yep. uh, yeah, all right. Well, did, did anyone else have anything to add, or are we? All right, well, I think we're good. It's forty three solid good. minutes. Well, hopefully, we'll see you again. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, just thanks for having me. It was really, really fun to talk about sports with people who know what they're talking about. All right. (laughs) Welcome anytime. And 